So, mm-hmm. who's taking the intro today, Jesper? I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. All right. Be your shy, enthusiastic self, hey? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Growth Collective Podcast, where we discuss everything in self-development, mental health, and personal transformation. My name is Jesper Valdis, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Martin Schmitz. Let's get into it. There we go. Can you imagine Jasper, the enthusiastic self that he is? Because he had his first fan coming up to him about the podcast. And yeah, I could feel the excitement because that fan talk, we all love it a little bit, even though we validate ourselves within this podcast. Being appreciated for what we do is always nice, isn't it, Jasper? Yes, thank you so much. And this is a shout out to you, Tiff, because you're probably... um... Uh, well, there's actually two tips because one of our tips, the social media manager, this girl's name is Tiffany. So thank you so much for coming up to me this other night and saying you were listening. I had no idea. So, you know, I felt very humbled by it. Um, so thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited to get started with today's podcast because we're going to talk about some really good stuff about boundaries. Yes, man. Boundaries is such an, well... You know, every every time I kind of want to say it's one of the most important topics because it's everything is so, so, so important. But boundaries is really, really important as well. Um, you know, as the beautiful description that Jasper wrote, it's all about maintaining our right energy and then being able to direct the energy that we save into the direction that we want. Uh, you know, because at least I know from my past that very often, or I could go into people pleasing mode or, you know, uh, not really knowing what I want and then just following what other people were saying or asking me to do. And that just created me, like made me shift from my own path because I didn't have those healthy boundaries for myself and for others. Uh, So I'm also really, really excited to dive deep into it in how I solved it for me, how I helped my clients solve it and how hopefully we can help every one of our listeners to deal with their boundaries as well yeah it's 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 super important topic because you know when if we don't have boundaries you know all our energy is just getting drained and sucked out and go to all kinds of things they shouldn't be going to and as so obviously we don't have time to focus on ourselves. and when we don't focus on ourselves, we cannot as time just said create the life that we want essentially go in that direction right um, and we only have so much uh, mind capacity, brain capacity, and energy a day. So it's important we maintain that. Um, and that's essentially why boundaries are so important, which is, you know, the first thing we want to discuss a little bit. Um, but can you give me, just to like really elaborate on this concept of, of energy and boundaries, can you give me an example of how a situation could change in the sense of you setting a clear boundaries where before you wouldn't have? I'm putting you on the spot, but I think, I think you're able to do. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Well, you know, I'll just take one from my personal life because that's obviously the easiest thing. Um, So, you know, I've always been a very extroverted person and always love to meet people, go out with people, see people. And, you know, we, um, yeah, now I'm thinking of where the time before went traveling and stuff. Like we used to hang out with our friends every single night. Uh, and I loved that and but that also made it in that way that we were a pretty tight friend group and every night something was happening and uh, you know the older I get and the more I started to be like on this this spiritual more line path more you know working towards something uh, that I also started realizing I needed that time for myself but because I was in this pattern of like you know, always, yes, yes, yes. Uh, someone wants to do something. Yes, I'll go. Uh, someone wants to hang out in the park. Yes, I'll go. Someone wants to go for a walk. Yes, I'll go. For a drink in the pub. Yes, I'll go. You know, it was always, yes, 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 yes. And, you know, I never really had time to bring it back to myself and to, well, to, to tune in with myself, you know, to read, to, to fill up my own cup without, you know, I am an extrovert, so I feed off other people's energy. So this fill, my, fill up my cup as well, but it doesn't mean I don't need that alone time. And it took me a while of like being able to say, no, today I choose to be with myself. You know, today I choose to spend my time with my self-care, with 
playing some music by myself, uh, doing something creative, going on a walk alone and have that reflection time. And, you know, that for me was a really big boundary that I had to install in my life. But, you know, as I said, I feed off other people's energy, but by doing, taking that time for myself, I just became so much more aware of myself. I got to know myself so much better. Uh, you know, this, this, it helped me in so many un, uh, well, unlimited ways. And I think, you know, getting to know yourself better is one of the best things you can do in life. Definitely. Definitely. So. You know, and, and, you know, obviously it's really hard to set boundaries or at least healthy boundaries for yourself if you don't know yourself. Going back to what we always talk about awareness, right? Self-awareness. Um, but I feel like um, that was a good example and, and we're going to go into a few more of them, but essentially the concept of why boundaries are important is because it's your energy. You need to protect it. You need to direct it towards what's important to you. And if you don't do that, you're going to put it off to all the kinds of things you don't want. And then you might end up one day sitting, why am I not happy? Well, it's because you're putting energy and into things that's not important you know, based on old patterns and because you haven't set that boundary either for yourself or for others, you know, usually it's, it's, it's kind of a both thing. Um, in your case with going out, it was both telling others, listen, don't tempt me. And also to yourself, listen, this is the set of rules I'm going to stand by now. This is how I'm going to act. Um, and enforcing them is of course a whole different, um, a different um, chapter of that, but we'll go into that uh, in, a, in, a, in a little bit. Um, first, I think we should uh, define a little bit more about like these different kinds of boundaries. There's, you know, many of them. And uh, we actually said just before we uh, we went live here, Martin and I, we, we sat down and we uh, did a little bit of research because we didn't have a clear definition of the different kind of boundaries that there is, but we know there are, there are plenty of them. And uh, we found a really good blog article that I think you can talk a little more about at time. Um, it gave, me, gave us some insight. Definitely. Um, you know, I just did a, did a quick good old Google search. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, I'll share the link of the blog in, uh, in the description so you can find it back there as well. But, you know, how to enforce boundaries. But Jesper said the first step is awareness, you know, being aware of, of what your boundaries are. And what this article did is, you know, because I asked myself, because Jesper came up with a specific example of a boundary and I had a completely different one. And I was like, wait, there must be certain certain kind of categories, you know, like different kinds of boundaries. And so I did the research and the article that, that called my attention, because that's actually just the one that I opened, um, was talking about six different boundaries, uh, six different kind of categories of boundaries. And they talk about physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, time boundaries, sexual boundaries, intellectual boundaries, and material boundaries. And, you know, like one by one, we'll go over them, we'll explain what they are. And if that's something you relate to, you know, we'll, we'll always say a few questions, just write those questions down for you and ask, ask them to yourself, you know, take some time journaling or meditating on those questions because they will help you to be aware of what would be healthy boundaries for you. Yeah. Because everyone has different kinds of boundaries. And once we are aware of what they are, that's when we can start enforcing them. So, Definitely. you know, take a pen and paper if you need to put the podcast on a pause and just sit down with it, listen to it. And yeah, be taken away and learn just as we did today, actually. So, you know, let's just start off with the physical boundaries. You now, physical boundaries is all about boundaries regarding your body, your touch, your personal space, what you eat and drink, you know, things that you do with your body, like exercising, resting, all those kind of things. And, you know, like specific questions that we can ask ourselves. And that I think is a really, really important one uh, in the world that we live in today. Definitely, you know, because after Corona, how we touch each other is changed dramatically where hugs used to be the most normal thing during Corona was elbows or not nothing. And, you know, having that distance. So, you know, for some people, they might get used to it. Some people might've realized, actually, I like it to have a bit more distance. You know, so we can ask ourselves, how do I feel comfortable with being touched by others? 
and who am I comfortable being touched by? You know, like, is that through, do you like hugs, handshakes, high fives, or do you give a handshake to someone that you meet on the street and a hug to friends, uh, co uh, you know, meet, meet maybe someone on the street you'd prefer to not touch at all and uh, just give a, just give a handshake to your friends, you know, get specific around it because that creates that safe space for yourself. Yeah, and, and I want to emphasize in here, it's, it's not like, you know, that's just who you are and that will always be your boundaries. But the way we're, you know, um, we're trying to focus on this is that the boundary you're setting is just for you to maintain and protect the energy. So, so back to that. So if right now, let's say you have a lot of fear around Corona, you had, well, then you maybe set a boundary that is, um, you know, no touching at all or whatever. Or if you are very caring person next to you want to you know um, have more physical contact with people you then express that and then obviously people can have their other boundaries but it can always change around and it's not stagnant so just be aware that we're setting these to protect the energy and to make sure that we have um, the most surplus to go and create that path. And so it's not like it's a thing that will always be, it's just for the moment that it can be adapted, right? But, but create that awareness so you yourself can actually see um, how you want this to, um, to unfold, so to say. Exactly, and I think that's a very important thing that you say there, you know, as it's something I talk about quite often when we work, uh, you know, when I work around a vision or dreams, what I do a lot, the most important thing is that it should always be open to change. It's not because we set something once that it has to be static. It's always, you know, everything is ever changing. So also our boundaries, our visions, our personality, our, what we like and what we don't like, all those things. So, you know, I think it's a really good point you make there. It's what, what is good and needed for this specific moment. Yeah. And, you know, another really interesting question or like for me, an interesting question is, because I know that Jesper uh, agrees with this as well, that the, what we put in our body really makes a big uh, influence as well on, on the energy levels that we have. So, you know, and that's also a physical boundary because those are things we put in our body. So we can ask ourselves, what are certain foods and drinks I don't want to have? What are foods and drinks that make me feel tired or that make me feel energized? You know, then we can talk about sugar, alcoholic uh, things, uh, gluten, uh, you know, lactose, all of those kind of things. Because if you're lactose intolerant, for example, not having lactose is also a boundary that you set for yourself. Uh, you know, so boundaries go very broad. I just felt like I wanted to mention that as well. Is there anything you would like to still share about the physical boundaries, Jesper? Um, no, not uh, as, as of now. I feel like it's the, the most important part of this is to be able to just really understand that it, it's it's adaptable and it, it keeps changing and it's just for you in those specific moments to define what you need uh, to to fry right so don't get too caught up with this is who i am this is how it should be because it's going to adapt and it's going to change and sometimes we set the boundaries to actually be able to break them right um, and i think that's a, that's a that's a point we need to remember in the sense of we're doing this to thrive and move on and to thrive and move on, we have to grow in certain parts. It's almost impossible not to. So it's, it's a tool, right? It's not a, yeah. No, I think, I think that is a really good thing to take away throughout this whole podcast is sometimes we said, because we set boundaries to, you know, to feel comfortable because within our boundaries, we feel comfortable. Have a change is, part of being uncomfortable and but i really like how you said that sometimes we set boundaries to cross them anyway uh, but what we do then is set a boundary so that that next step what we take is more controlled that we know okay i'm taking little step over my boundary now instead of just jumping in the deep without knowing how far over your own boundaries you're actually going exactly. um respect the comfort zone as we also talked about right Exactly. And, you know, I think the next one, emotional boundaries is a really good example to work with this around, um, you know, because emotional boundaries is a lot of, you know, who do you share your emotions with? Who do you talk to about them? Um, when do you talk about them? In what way do you talk about them? But also, 
when other people talk about their emotions, how do you listen to them? How do you support them? How do you make them feel comfortable? Who do you want to talk with your emotions about? And who, who do you want, you know, who are you okay with that, with, that shares their whole emotional load on you? You know, and some very good questions, in my opinion, for that is, you know, things that I said, who will I turn to when I need to discuss something comfortable? And who am I not comfortable sharing my personal things with? And, you know, like maybe one of the most important things when we talk about our emotions is how will I make space to process my own emotions so that when I'm sharing my emotions, I'm not just dumping my problems on someone else. Because venting is a really important part of healing and of processing. But there's a difference between venting to process and literally dumping your, your problems on someone. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Jesper? Yeah, yeah it's super powerful. Uh, I really, really felt that question. Because, you know, we have to put a boundary onto uh, ourselves in the sense of how do we want to digest these emotions, these thoughts, like... Um, I think some people might have a tendency to not want to share because either, you know, they feel like they're overshare that some people can't handle it, which is also, you know, true to some regard, but also feel like um, the way that we can essentially work with that is to ask ourselves this question and figure out how do we actually want to go about dealing with these thoughts and emotion if we are seeking help. So I think that's a super, super interesting question and I'm happy it came up because then we also, you know, going back to that responsibility, what we always talk about to take that responsibility and then work from there. Um, so yeah, definitely agree with it. Yeah. So, you know, because we both resonate with it so much, I feel like I want to repeat that question again. You know, it's like, how will I make space to process my own emotions so that when I share, I'm not just dumping my problems onto someone else. Yeah. You know, and this not this question, not specifically, but when we talk about how will I talk about my emotions and who will I talk to, this we can really bring back to what we said we're going to take through the whole podcast of okay, I actually really like sharing my emotions, but at, right now I don't feel comfortable talking to that person that person or that person i only feel comfortable talking to this specific person mm. but that doesn't mean that over time next week next month within a year from now that you won't feel comfortable talking to any of those people about your emotions either you know this is something we can we can train we can learn we can grow by doing definitely and uh, actually a personal example comes up uh, i'd love to share um, because I think this is also very um, common with um, people and their parents or very close, can also be relatives for that matter. But I definitely remember at a point where I was, I was probably like 21, 22 when I was living with my father, um, which was new for me. And um, I had a really hard time sharing with him at that point because I, was, I didn't feel seen or heard or understood. So my way of subconsciously protecting myself was to avoid him, which essentially was a boundary that I set. And obviously it didn't help the relationship per se, but it helped me give myself the space to digest myself and work through my own thoughts and emotions to be able to be in uh, uh, the same house as him at that point. Now, today we have a lot better relationship than back then, but it, I took the responsibility uh, to some degree subconscious, but at some point it also became a decision to avoid, right? To then have the um, surplus and energy to actually deal with it in uh, the everyday life. So that was a boundary that I set to be able to do it. And from that, there, you know, some conversations were started but I knew if I would just go out and say what I felt and mean, like as I've done before, it wouldn't be um, understood or heard and it would create more conflict. So for me to be able to improve the situation and first of all, take care of myself, that was the boundary that I set at that point. Um, could have been more healthy, could have been a lot more like better with help, but subconsciously not knowing better at that point, uh, that was you know what really helped me. So, uh, so that's where my mind took me with, with this specific uh, question. And I think that's, you know, that's a really good example because it's, 
Oh. Sorry, I got a sneeze. <laughs> Bless you, brother. Thank you. You know, I think that's that's just really healthy because you know what you say, first protecting yourself. And you know, I can imagine if you would have the knowledge that you have today back then, you would you, you know, potentially would have done a more awareness work and looked at the whole situation. But at that point in time, that was the best thing you could do, right? Definitely. And looking back now, you know, I also just remember that it was actually from that energy that, you know, the new conversations sparked and that we actually found a way of, of working through it because suddenly I actually could calm myself down and I could speak from a better place. And as, so he could also see that what was going on at that moment didn't work because obviously we weren't really um, communicating a lot together. So from both sides, if we wanted to fix it, um, we could suddenly see it, right? Exactly. No, uh, thank you for sharing that personal story, Jasper. For sure. You know, the, the next boundary that uh, is one that I relate to a lot, I said, give a, gave a little example in the beginning, and uh, that's time boundaries. So time boundaries are the boundaries you set for yourself regarding how you spend your time, how you prioritize your time, and what your time is worth. So that really goes back to with who do I spend my time? Um, you know, how much time do I want for myself every day, every week, roughly? Yeah. So those are actually like uh, the questions that we can ask ourselves, like how much time would I like to reserve for myself every day or every week? You know, for me, for example, I have in my agenda planned in my morning routine from eight to 10. Uh, and that's always me time, unless, you know, obviously there's special occasions, but like for me, that's always my me time. Mm. And then when we talk about a free time, you know, where I said that beforehand, if someone would ask something and actually not even that, if like the moment I knew I'm going to be free at five, I'd be like, Hey, what's everyone doing tonight? You know, like I would always be out of like, okay, going out to people, 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 people. Um, and now it's like, if I have free time, what takes my priority? You know, for me personally, that really goes back to back to my needs. Okay, what is my energy level right now? Do I feel energized? Do I feel like I'm, I want to feed off people? Because sometimes that's really what I want to do. You know, do uh, when I don't feel super good or like super highly energized. For example, after a long day of of work, sitting behind the computer. For me, going to people is the best solution. But that's for me. Oh, not always, but a lot of the times because it just takes me out of the space where I am and, you know, I can feed off their energy. For other people, for example, introverts, that would be the worst thing to do because they want to spend time with themselves inside often, doing something creative or uh, meditating, yoga, like any of those kind of things. I'm like, what takes priority in your free time? I think that is a really important question to ask yourself. Definitely. And also just to, you know, set a boundary of, oh, I'm not doing anything. So if in theory I could, but I set the boundary because I need time for myself. Or I set the boundary to not stay at home and actually go out because I know that that's really beneficial for me. You know, figuring out that boundary that you need to set in the, in the, in the sense of feeling good and, and, and gaining that energy. Um, so both really are important, but I've definitely had problems with this or challenges for some clients and to some degree also myself a little bit of that, like, oh, I'm not doing anything, so I'm actually available. Well, I'm forgetting I actually took that time and didn't plan anything because I just didn't want anything to be planned. And then I could, you know, take it from there. So kind of planning not to have plans to then see how I feel like. You know, and I feel like that's an important um, thing to remember that that's, you know, more than fair and there's nothing wrong with that either. Exactly. And, you know, hence the reason that I really have it in my agenda as that free time every day, because if I then plan something in, I see that I'm double booking something. So it's a very conscious choice for me of like, I'm planning something in, in my free time that is normally meant for myself. Mm. Uh Whilst if I like, I've noticed this when I didn't have it planned in, I would just, you know, book things in and then all of a sudden, oh, damn, 
know so that's why like i really started to book in my personal things to make myself aware of it that i booked out or that i kept that time free for myself definitely yeah and like uh, another question for you know um anyone that does that works with other people on a professional level what i think is interesting as well like if someone asks you to collaborate or work together professionally what do you charge how will you decide what extra project uh, projects to divide your time to uh you know how long do you want to spend working together with that person you know to get specifics around it that before you actually start and go into it that you know what your boundaries are definitely yeah because i think actually that that is a really big thing about boundaries as well like um often if we are doing something that is draining our energy or or we're doing something you know, that we feel we're not in the right energy, then we go and say, oh, I'm not sure if I want to be doing this anymore. And, you know, then we come up with these kind of boundaries, but then because we are already in the action, it's more difficult to speak it out or to set and enforce that boundary. Whilst if we do a little bit of awareness work beforehand, and, you know, it's a lot easier to speak out a boundary before you actually start whatever you want to do than afterwards. And it also creates that safe space for yourself. Exactly. It's, it's very common. Also in the workplace, like some people, they will work their butt off to, you know, get recognition and then forgetting that they actually need to set a boundary for themselves to be able to continue with the work. Um, and this, that goes for ourselves as well. We can engage ourselves in projects, work 14 hours a day, 80 hours a week, whatever to because we're excited and we want to see it but then we forget to put the boundary on ourselves and take care of our health and our mental health and all these things and and so you know keep doing what we want to do for a long time so time and and, and a boundary around time is super important and i think something everyone essentially is challenged by to some degree whether that's with family with work with you know too much time for yourself or whatever it is right exactly exactly and you know maybe one of the most it's always so difficult to say most important ones but a really important boundary that definitely in the in the day that we live in today is uh you know our next category sexual boundaries sure because with the internet that we have and all the pornography and you know all the it's so easy to to you know, to want something more because things are more available, things are less taboo and we talk about things more. So we hear new things, but, uh, you know, often our partner doesn't always see the same things. And I think it's so important to set those boundaries between you and your bed partners. Like I've noticed within myself now, I do it consciously, but actually started a little bit unconsciously that before I would sleep with, uh, with someone when I was dating that, I would ask like, you know, what are you comfortable with? What, what do you like? What don't you like? Um, you know, all of those things, just because that creates a very good awareness of where you can take each other and mm. where you shouldn't go together, you know, and that that's not just about what you like and what you don't like, but also uh, about um, uh, what's the, what's the name again, contraceptions that you want to use uh do you want you know just a condom do you want a condom a pill do you want you know all those things uh you know to just get really specific on those things because i feel once those healthy sexual boundaries are set i feel a lot more comfortable with my partner Mm. definitely definitely it's like it's it's the clear communication you need to you know figure out where each other are and um you know, I think, especially when it comes to sex, a lot of people have certain ideas how they should be acting or what they should be doing or how it's supposed to be or um, all these things and all that, all those thoughts and insecurities can lead to a lot of misunderstanding between uh, another. And in such an intimate setting, it's obviously super important that we have that clear communication. So, um Better, better safe than sorry, especially in the first times, because I could also see the argument, though it's not super sexy for some to say, 
you know, bring someone home and then it's like, oh, by the way, he, uh, you know, here signed the contract. This is what you want. This is what you don't want. But but have the um, initial um, position of better safe than sorry. So if you have any doubt, ask. You know, always ask and watch the body language as well because obviously this is not the easiest um, thing to communicate about for for most people as it's still taboo in some sentence, right? Um, definitely yeah and i think you know like a few really good questions that they write in this blog is you know what you said of the 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 body language you know how do i communicate consent verbally and how do i communicate consent not verbal non-verbally mm. and how does my sexual partner does those things and him or herself as well sure. you know and i think that that consent that better safe than sorry about Everything is always the best way. Now, just think about it for yourself. If if someone would do something to you that you know you weirded out about it that you haven't done before or anything like that, how nice would it be if that person would have asked you before and then you could say yes or no? Yes, very true. Definitely. Yes, sorry. No, go for it. Go for it. I feel like it, it's, it, it is as simple as that, right? And um, the better you are communicating, the easier and more fun time you'll have. And that is verbally, non-verbally, all these things. Um, because you feel safe, they feel safe. And, you know, I, if you ask me, there's nothing more sexy than actually feeling safe, seen and heard by your partner so you can engage together. Exactly. And I think that is very well put because, you know, the sex just gets a lot better as well, or in my opinion, at least once you feel safe and once you know each other. So, you know, you can take a while to get to know each other if you don't talk, but if you talk, you get to know each other really quickly. Um, so, you know, apart from that feeling safe, it's also just more fun. Uh, and, you know, that's maybe a boundary to cross you know to talk about these things because then we go about you know back to the emotional boundaries you know do i want to talk about these things but then you know ask yourself why is it important to talk about these things uh, but then we're going into how to enforce the boundaries i uh, like there's uh one uh, there's one more um category of boundaries and then we'll dive deep into that yeah and i'm actually very interested in this one as well because yeah, this is one that I connect with very much as well. I'm 100% sure Jesper will as well. And that is intellectual boundaries. So intellectual boundaries, the types of boundaries that we set that relate to our thoughts and our ideas, like how we respond to someone uh, or how we respond to someone if they don't respect our ideas, how we communicate to other people in discussions if it goes too far, um, you know, if the discussion turns into an argument, uh, if it gets too heated, how do you respond and how do you want to communicate if it's too far, you know, all those kind of things, because communication for me and, and I know for Jasper as well is, you know, a, a very strong value. So setting those boundaries in communication, in your ideas, holding that respect up high is so, so important. Yeah. Uh, like because can do you have potentially have a personal story to share where you were in a conversation and you know you felt like you weren't enjoying it anymore because it got too heated or it started you know the discussion turned into an argument and you didn't have that healthy boundary for yourself or you weren't be, weren't able to enforce it um well, obviously, you and me, we work a lot in this, so we are very aware of it and, and the people we spend time with, obviously, as well. So so that helps. So most conversations aren't much like that. Um, but I would actually say maybe not as much in a, an aggressive way a conversation has, has gone, but um, more in the sense that if I feel like there isn't a flow in a conversation, I put a boundary for myself to then stop it or leave or go somewhere else. And just because, uh, you know, the, the hard way of saying it is I don't want to spend my time on that, but it's more like I don't want to give my energy to this conversation that aren't stimulating me or aren't really serving a higher purpose rather than just, you know, um, what's normal in that situation or what feels right, because someone can also have uh, a tendency to not like silence, right, but, but then be 
being comfortable in your own skin is also um, important in that case. So I feel like it's more like whenever I communicate um, with people, I'm very conscious around like, why am I here? What am I doing? How am I feeling? Or at least trying my best, right? And if the conversation isn't really flowing or I'm too tired or so, I'll try my best to cover my needs and, and do what I need to be able to engage in, in better communication. Because sometimes it can also be that the person is super interesting, but I'm just too tired or I'm just too... Um, I'm not, you know, where I want to be mentally to have the have the conversation. Maybe I'm too drunk, or or maybe I'm intoxicated um, from weed or from, you know, whatever it could be. So I'm like very conscious around how I engage with people, and um, also because I love it. You know, that's what we do for a living. We we have a, a good connection with people. We we talk. We we do these things. So really trying to be aware of that. But no, not so much in the aggressive way but also feel like that's because of you know a lot of the people we surround ourselves with and, and the way we communicate with them definitely but i think you know this relates a lot to a question that i really like here as well uh you know what will signify to me that it's time to walk away from a discussion because no, um well, I hope that not, that that uncle isn't listening. But anyway, like I have an uncle, and you know, he just wants to be right. He doesn't really care about the truth. Mm. And so you can have the truth, black on white, uh, and he still will uphold his own opinion. So he doesn't respect your idea or your perspective on things or my perspective on things. Or and you know, for me. It's like I give my opinion once and like that, that's like what signifies to me when it's time to walk away. Like if I give my opinion and, you know, if it's not the other person's opinion, obviously that's more than fine. But if that person reacts to my opinion with curiosity of like, you know, why do you think that way? You know, a simple question like that, for example, or what makes you believe that? Instead of, no, that's not true. You know, if I get a reaction like that, for me, it's like, okay, conversation over. I'm not putting my energy towards that because that person is not looking for the truth. No. The person is looking to validate his own opinion. Yeah, and they ego by that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, so having that boundary of like, okay, when my opinion isn't respected, I'm done. I walk out. Yeah, because then it's like, oh, so you just want to val validate yourself. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like you have a, going back to the sexual uh, partner. It's like, oh, you just want to watch yourself masturbate while I'm in the room. <laughs> you don't want to interact, <laughs> you know, uh, just to, to give a fun example there. But it's, I can definitely see that because it's also super disrespectful to you. And like, because obviously when we communicate, we represent, that our words represent us and who we are. So saying that that's not true, we're not even wanting to go deeper into it. It's like, I don't care about you and what you stand for, um, if you want to put it roughly, right? No, I think that's that's just 100% true. And it's all about respect, you know, because uh, you can agree to disagree and that's more than fine, you know, but at least have an open, calm conversation it doesn't even have to have a be discussion you know where you argument your own opinion and if you both stand with your own opinion then that's 100 okay and like questions that we can ask ourselves to become aware of those boundaries for ourselves is you know how will i show others that i respect their ideas and perspectives and what does respecting and uh, respecting ideas and other perspectives means to me and how will, like, what behavior from someone else will make me feel that my ideas are being dismissed, dismissed or diminished? And what will I do to take care of myself if that happens? You know, a good example for what I, is what I just said. When I feel like there's no curiosity and purely want to validate, I feel like I'm not respected and that my opinion is diminished. So how will I take care of myself? I leave the conversation. Yeah, and, like, and how will I show others uh, that I, I asked that question already? And you know, how will you communicate when it's time for you to remove yourself from the conversation? Or how will you communicate that your ideas aren't respected? 
You know, like for example, when it's with people that I don't really know, I just walk away. But with friends or like um, people that are more related to, I don't like to just walk out of a conversation. No. So then I like to communicate, hey, like this is my opinion and I stand by my opinion. And, you know, I'm 100% okay with it if you're not okay with it, but I would really like my opinion to be respected. You know, that is for me setting up the boundary of like, how will I communicate that my ideas are not being respected by, for me, that is specifically by asking or saying, I would really appreciate it if my opinion is respected, no matter what your opinion is. Yeah, I like that. And I think becoming aware of how you can do that for yourself is something super, super powerful. Definitely, definitely agree. But obviously we've been through a lot of the examples now and defining the different kind of boundaries we can set for ourselves. But one thing is to, you know, first we need to get this awareness to understand ourselves and where we want to set boundaries and then define them. And what kind of boundaries, you know, we do this with these questions, but then as soon as we set the boundaries, we need to enforce them as well. And obviously that can be difficult being the um, creatures of habit and patterns that we are. So it's very easy to say, I'm setting a boundary that I'm only gonna um, eat healthy food. But then if it's not specific and all that, and tomorrow at the supermarket, you don't think about it, then in the chips goes, right? So how can we enforce these boundaries from the time? So, you know, it's actually funny because Jesper and me were talking about it a little bit beforehand. For me, it's the same tools that we have been talking about for the past three or four weeks. And just the fact that they come up multiple weeks in a row, you know, shows how powerful they are. And it's going back to that push and pull, going back to why is, you know, when we go around healthy food, why is it important for me to eat healthy food? when we're in a conversation uh, why is it important for me that my opinion is respected and why is it important for me that i don't go into this conversation if it's not respected how does this help me forward yeah why is spending time with myself important why do i need a self-care moment where i let go of everyone else and i spend time with just me and by bringing awareness to that it's like okay i'm gonna do this because it's pretty like pretty fucking important for me that i take that meditation and yoga in the morning because that sets me up for a really nice enthusiastic and powerful day yeah exactly we need to have that as awareness. like why is it we're doing this why is it that it's so important for us to you know meditate eat healthy create a business whatever we need that push and pull. And as um, obviously these boundaries has a lot to do with habits as well, because in the end, not setting a, a boundary or upholding a boundary is a habit. It's like, how are we behaving? You know, thinking, feeling and behaving from there. So it's back to the habits episode. Shout out to uh, our episode about procrastination. And before that, what was it? Um, what was the other? The biggest reasons why you're not seeing the results you want. Yes, exactly. Those are really good in this in this um, instance. But speak them out, make them clear. Like understand exactly what boundary you're setting, or what boundary you um, I guess it could also be breaking if it's if it's no boundary. But if we're specifically talking about enforcing them, say that I want to uphold the boundary for myself that <clears throat> when I go to dinner with my family and my uncle teases me about uh, my weight or my career or whatever's going, that I will act in the way of, uh, please um, let me know that I actually don't think it's, it's humorous, whatever. Um, and then from there, uphold my calm and hopefully he'll take it fine. But I'll hold my calm and I'll but I will be firm in what I'm saying. So that way you set a boundary from yourself and you make it clear because you have a plan for it and you know how to act in it. And then you focus on it, right? Um, and then of course, if that's hard to maintain, you go back to the push and pull as, as uh, um said a moment ago. So why is it that 
this is important to you what's going to happen if you don't do it so that's the push and the pull and uh, then we also talked a little bit about having some success stories so if you have some stories where you like think back of oh that time i actually said no to going to football every week even though my father really wanted me to uh, because i didn't like football and i was much happier after it or there was that time where i actually said uh, no to this encounter sexually with this uh, potential partner because I wasn't felt ready and I'm really happy I did that you know look at when you set these boundaries and how they changed your life and, and then you can find some motivation in that as well and obviously that was a very quick overview but what are your thoughts on, on the whole enforcing process definitely and you know that push and pull I'm thinking maybe we should like uh somewhere this week create a small episode where we just explain the push and pull in like 10 15 minutes so people can always refer or so we can refer just to that episode instead of having to explain it every week again uh but anyway that's as a little side note uh i think it's really good and you know definitely looking at those success stories because that again you know connects back to why it's important for us to do it because you know we can see what it adds to our lives and what it brings to our lives uh you know when we're successful with setting those boundaries and you know another thing that we talked about is plan it in you know when you know um you know if well, you said that i'm sorry but yeah oh, exactly no, it's, it's um, true the planning should maybe be emphasized a bit more because it's, yeah it's like we have good intentions but we are creatures of habit so if we make a plan when we know okay it's here with these people but it's every time when I get home from work or whatever, set the boundary, make clear what it is, remember why it's important and go through with it from there. Exactly. So if it's with certain people and you know, okay, I'm going to see that person today, then, you know, already go with the intention of upholding that boundary. You know, before you even meet him, you know, okay, if so, like, or you can even say it before anything happens you know that you go up to that person hey um john uh you know in the past sometimes i felt like you didn't respect my opinion or like i, I didn't feel seen by you and like from the, today onwards i would really like you to to respect my opinion and to validate whatever i say even if you don't agree with it and you know like you'll see because sometimes people with a with a big mouth or people that do this they try to do this to bring attention to themselves. And, you know, when you then go up to them in this way, they're really taken off guard. And mm. if we really do something with them, and it might even, you know, help them grow because potentially they're not even aware that they're doing it because that is their pattern. That's their habit. It's very, very likely they're not aware of, you know, of it. Exactly. So by upholding your own habits, you might generally help people grow themselves. Can I challenge you a little bit? Of course. Are you going to do that with your uncle? Um, he said, well, I just don't engage in conversations with him anymore. And yeah. what is because I hardly see him, you know, because I live in a different country and he, um, Mom, like, should I should I go and do well anyway if he listens that that, that is what it is you know that's um, no, good it's good man you know it's good we need to you know have these questions but yeah that, obviously it's like, also it, it needs to be a need right it needs to be something you want to work on and if you're happy with the situation as it is now there's no need for it but that's also why I wanted to change you on it right exactly no and, and that's that's maybe the thing I don't feel the need for it because I hardly see him and I prefer just keeping a relationship as it is instead of trying to push it to the next level sure and that's maybe also a good um uh, way of ending this like all of these boundaries are super cool and they should obviously be used um, if we want to change something but if you don't want to change it and if you're honestly fine with the situation even though it might not be optimal with the relation with yourself whatever as long as you're honest and you take full responsibility for it there's no need to change it but there are some places where boundaries are important to make sure that you again uphold your energy so you can use it to create the life you want etc but just take the responsibility be honest and take it from there exactly you know it's uh 
10 p.m. here today for uh, for Desperate Me. We both had a long day, so I'm not going to lie. We're both tired. I hope it wasn't too obvious in the episode because... Oh, it, I'm not tired. I'm not tired. It's definitely a topic, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that we love a lot uh, and a very important one to talk about. Um, but I do want to, you know, end off with just really quickly going over the boundaries that we had. You know, why it is important is because so you can save more energy so you can direct it in the direction that you want. I'll put a link to that, uh, to the to the blog article that I used for this. So you can go back to the questions. So you can go back to the categories if you'd like. So find that in the description. And, you know, how to enforce it is by that push and pull that we've talked about in the past three episodes. So if you don't know what it is, go to the past episodes. If you don't want to listen to the whole episode, go to probably the end 15 minutes because that's mostly where we explain the specific tools. Plan in for it. If you know this is where I often, you know, whatever, wherever you need your boundary, this is where it happens. Plan for it and look at the success stories of where you did create that boundary and where you did uphold and enforce that boundary and use that success story as a motivation to do it again. Super powerful. Guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I know we did, a little tired or not. It's always amazing to go deep with these things. And do you have anything else to say before we do the outro time? No, that I love you all. <laughs> and uh, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, get my first fan walking up to me in the street or in the pub telling me that he or she listens to my podcast. <laughs> Please tell us if you enjoyed this. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> oh well, let's go. Thank you everyone for being here with us. Feel free to join us on our social media and the credentials is in the bio or in the description wherever you're listening or watching this. And join the Growth Collective for exclusive coaching, training and other growth related activities. We have a Facebook group, you're more than welcome to join us or you can just text us. Um, we love you all very much. And yeah, feel, please feel free to tell us what you what you um, what you gathered from the different episodes and what you take. And please let us know if there's something you want us to cover because we're more than happy to do so. But besides that, please stay safe, have an amazing week, and we'll see you or hear you or depends if you text us, but probably something next week. Take <laughs> care, guys. <laughs> ciao, ciao. ciao.